Let's have the conversation. 0891-104-207. Indeed, let's have the conversation here on Lifetime Live with me, Chrisalda Dudumash, and we invite you to join us in conversation. Um, you can call us on 0891-104-207 or our WhatsApp uh, voice note. Um, you dial 0614-104-107. And you can also join us via SMS uh, on 40938, charged at only 150. And uh, most importantly, we also have uh, social media, that is Twitter and Facebook at SFM Radio. And you can hashtag us at SAFM Lifetime Live. And right now we begin our conversations, all the usuals um, you'll have. Uh, Dr. John Tibane will be joining us uh, for the words of wisdom and uh, right now having a conversation uh, regarding the police raids and brutality that uh, civilians are experiencing. Um, we are joined in studio by Nomza Mozondo, who is a socio-economic rights, uh, from the Socio-Economic Rights uh, Institute. I've always heard about this Siri Siri <laughs> and wondering what does it stand for? And uh, she's a uh, Director of uh, litigation. Let's talk about the legalities of uh, these police raids. And uh, we've had civilians complaining about um, the brutality and theft at times. What do you do? Where do you go as an individual if you feel aggrieved? And uh, later on, we are going to be connecting to our African roots uh, every uh, last Monday of the month. We focus on the third eye. And this time around, on our third eye, our spirituality feature, we're going to be looking at. African marriages. When you pay that lobola, what does it go? And as a woman, when you are made to eat feast on that thing that has inyong or pagati, what does that mean exactly? And uh, we get to talk about that because unfortunately, I mean, we do these things as a matter of fashion, but we don't even understand what does it mean spiritually when you combine those two families. And uh, without much further ado, let me welcome Nomzamo uh, Zondo. Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much uh, for coming to studio and just having this conversation with us. Good afternoon, Chris Alda. I'm excited to be here with you. I'm sure, um, even though our conversation is not as exciting, right? And a lot of uh, police brutality has been reported. Um, it is of concern um, that people just don't even know where do you complain, who do you report to? Uh, let's talk about the process and procedure. Okay, I mean, in, in relation to police brutality, you have the Independent Police um, Investigation Division, IPED, who has an obligation to um, to actually investigate police brutality and complaints against the police. So mm-hmm. that's the first place that civilians can start. Um, we have been involved, of course, in a number of cases involving police brutality where there's been death involved, people have lost their belongings, and that most cases results in um, damages claims against the police. And I, I guess for me, what then becomes a concern is, as as the state, there's continuous remuneration and reimbursement. Could it be that uh, people are not aware of what the legalities um, that are associated with, with uh, raiding? Look, I think this, so that's the, the, the first thing is that the police themselves, you're correct, in most cases don't understand um, what the legalities are in relation to, to raiding, especially raiding people's homes. And in this case, specifically, we're dealing with issues where the police have been raiding um, inner city buildings and in people's homes 
numerous times over, over over the last year. And most of that has been at the instance of Mayor Mashaba, mm. who himself has said, of course, he's gotten an authorization from the Provincial Commission of Gauteng, who's authorized most of these raids. But they've been authorized firstly under an, a, a statute that we believe is, is, is unconstitutional mm. because our constitution already says when you come home, Chriselda, you must feel safe. Yeah. Which means that once you're in your home, you must know that I'm, I'm, I am now in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I can sleep, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. But what um, Section 13.7 of the Police Services Act provides for, it allows the police to come in and raid your home without having gone to a judge or magistrate to authorise that search. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what we've seen is that it, it's actually resulted in people's homes being searched, not only that being unconstitutional, but then you've seen um, the police acting unlawfully, people getting assaulted, yeah. people's belongings being stolen, and even it happening at also strange times. So, I mean, the most the most recent raid happened on the 3rd of May at 2 a.m. Mm. People had to wait outside for two hours, four-year-old children. What is the correct procedure? So when they knock at my door, what what do I look at um, as a citizen? And and is it a matter of uh, it's happening now and they they knock right there and then and, and would raid? Is there no process prior? So this is the thing. The process prior has to be that they, they have to approach the court to get the court to authorize that raid or that search of your home. And of course, when, when, when there is court oversight, the court will, will need to know why they are doing it. So they will look at their intentions to see that actually this is the best way to do things. It will look at what time they'll be coming in to search your home. So you will not have the situation of them coming in at 2 a.m. while you are sleeping at a time that you, yeah, you are at your most vulnerable. Um, and, and, and in those cases, I mean, depending on, on how extreme the search is, maybe the court itself might refuse to grant to grant the warrant, so you are entitled as 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 a resident of South Africa, as as, as a person here, when the police approach you to come, want to search your house, to ask them for a warrant. In fact, one of the of the recent cases um, r- related to an incident where the police had gone in to search for drugs, mm. and when that court got to, when the case got to the highest court in the land, the police themselves conceded that when they want to go and search for drugs in your house, they must get a warrant. They can't simply just barge in yeah. um, using what was then the provision of the, of the Drug and drug, drug Trafficking Act. So in this case, we have this, this section of the Police Services Act, which allows them to do that. In instances where, for instance, in, the, in, in these raids that have happened in the last year, the, both the city of Johannesburg and the police have been saying, we want to search for illegal immigrants, we want to get control of inner city buildings, mm-hmm. we want to provide people with alternative accommodation. But the question is, of course, if you're a resident, if someone wants to give you accommodation, why would they come to your house at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. and search mm-hmm. you and have you staying outside in the cold? It does and, not make sense. And I've sense. seen in some of the reports, um, you would have women um, standing outside in their pyjamas. Look, I mean, I think the, the most agree- egregious incident was an incident where a, a young man had the police knock, and, uh, knock on, his, on his door. He, he told them to go away. It was, it, was, it was 10 to 3 in the morning. He told them to go away. They broke the door. They came in. They clapped him a few times. And when he eventually woke up, he was like, what's going on? He was told, you're coming outside. And he was in, in, in his drawers, mm. you know. And they frog-marched him, half-naked, from the sixth floor of the building to the, to the ground floor outside. Um, there were women who were searched while in their net dresses. There's people who were at work mm. and came home and found that everything was in disarray. Everything was 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 chaotic because uh, at 37 uh, authorization had been issued by the provincial commissioner, and no one had considered how this would affect these people. So, when a person feels aggrieved, where do they go? So, if if you if you feel aggrieved, um, as I said, you have you have a right to go to IPED. 
right? Uh, that's 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 that that's that's their that's their duty. I think the I think the, the minister of police himself would want to hear such complaints about about this happening to them. It, it, it's it's our law is quite clear that we want to protect people's homes, and this comes from our history, Chriselda. If mm-hmm. you remember in our, in our history, the police would just come at any time. Mm, you yeah. know, you are, you are, you are never safe anywhere. Anyway. And 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 our constitution from the get go wanted to say there must be at least one place where you are safe, and that must be your home. And maybe there will be instances where we need to, when we when we need to take that a bit, a bit of that away from you. But the, and then in that case we want a court to say I've considered this and I've thought about and I've thought look, Crisalda maybe is harboring stolen children mm. and I, and I want her home searched. But you should be able to know that when you close your eyes at night, what? and when you lock your door, you're safe. What leads to some of these raids? Um, because, you know, you and I can sit here and, and talk about how unlawful some of these actions are. Um, and, and when you talk about, you know, our past and, and how uh, police used to just raid for the sake um, in trying to ma- manage uh, the system that way. And this brings to my attention or even a thought that could it be that maybe our police system still uses um, those apartheid methods uh, to to implement I mean laws. You look at this particular instance. What could have happened for the police to then decide that we're going to raid? Look, I mean, you're quite correct. I mean, the, what's been very clear from at least the intention of the mayor of Johannesburg, who's been the person who's been most vocal about these raids, who said, who's claimed it as his initiative. Mm-hmm. He said, one, we want to get illegal immigrants out. Um, to we we, we we want criminals to know there's no place to hide. And while that's that's completely correct in terms of him... How he, did they get here in the first place if they're illegal? Look, and, 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 that's, and that's the thing. If, if, if In fact, first of all, no one is illegal, right? People might be undocumented. And that's why you would then need a process. So Home Affairs itself has its own act that regulates how they act. And that's the Immigration Act. And the Immigration Act says if you, if you think there's people who are undocumented, somewhere you get a warrant to go and mm. search their home if you want to go and, wa- and, and search park station of course that's, that's a public area where people will expect that the police are allowed to question them mm. but once a person is in their home they should be safe but what you what you're seeing here correctly crystal you pointed out is the fact that we've moved from apartheid where people are just seen as because you are black you don't have rights it's now a matter of because you are poor you don't have rights mm. because you, you are an, you, you are a migrant you don't have rights and that's the, those are the problems that we're dealing with we, we're dealing and with the police and it's also alleged migrant um, because you can't tell uh, whether a person is, is a migrant or not by just merely looking at them alright uh, we invite you to join in the conversation give us a call 0891-104-207 and uh, also welcome your voice notes 614 and uh, we both both on Twitter and Facebook, and welcome your SMSs as well. A four zero nine three eight charged at one hundred fifty. SAFM leading the conversation. All right, uh, we're taking your messages and acknowledging all those who love the music and uh, those who are not used to uh, this time of the day where we just relax a bit, uh, that we meet, uh, we mix leading conversations uh, with a bit of music. And um, in in time, you'll get used to this new format. Uh, But we thank you uh, for tuning in and taking your messages uh, right now. Um, uh, We are on both uh, Twitter, Facebook, and um, you can also 
give us a call on 0891-104-207. With me in studio is Nomza Mozondo, who's uh, economic uh, rights uh, from uh, Economic Rights Institute as uh, director for litigation. Now let's talk about uh, a lot of individuals um, don't feel safe around um, our police force. How do we begin to have these conversations that would encourage dialogue that makes communities, um, civilians feel safe once again? Look, I think the most important thing is accountability, right? Once the police know that for every action they take, they'll be accountable, then that's a way we're most likely to see them being more responsive and knowing that they're there mainly to protect communities and that they are not the aggressors as as, 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 you've, as people now see them. I think the, the biggest challenge has been that even in cases where people have tried to make them accountable, that's been, they've had that responded to with violence. So in in this case that Siri has launched uh, to stop these raids, some of the clients that we were speaking to were saying, look, when we went up to the police to understand why they were searching our homes, we were told that, look, if you, if you don't keep quiet, you'll be eating bitrut very, very soon. Oh, wow. um, Even the language um, used, the words used are unsafe. You see, so it's, 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 really, it's, it's really a challenge. And I think those who, are, who, are, who manage the police are the mm. ones who must lead the mantle in trying to make sure the police are accountable. There's an SMS a while back on my way to work around 6 in the morning. Two officers drove past me. Uh, they turned around uh, with a siren on and uh, they just uh, told me I'm, I'm beautiful. How creepy is that? I feel aggrieved. I would too um, if, if I was this person. And we also have uh, a tweet. Um, uh, the Twitter handle is I love you all. I, I dropped my gun at one of the police stations due to um, loggerheads with my ex-wife and I'm told it's missing. Where do I go? So so with all these challenges, I know that you're only focusing on police raids, um, but would you consider uh, cases of individuals who just feel wronged by the system? Look, there, there are many institutions that deal with uh, with, with, with issues that relate to the police. So, for instance, the, the issue of guns, there's Gun Free South Africa. Mm-hmm. I know that right now they are they are looking at this issue of guns going missing in, in police cu- in police custody, for instance. Um, there's different institutions that would help you depending on the challenges that you're facing. So the Vets Law Clinic does uh, claims against the police where there's been police brutality or where there's been assault. So there's different institutions. And I think, of course, if people at, at, um, approach Siri, Siri can, one, assist them or direct mm. them to the right place. All right, let's take Anonymous in Cape Town. Good afternoon and welcome to Lifetime Live. Good afternoon to you. Thank you for opening the lines. I was arrested in my house. I'm a pensioner, uh, 74 years old. Mm. Not so long ago, just last year, mm. uh, three police entered my house and told me I'm for arrest. And I asked, what for? They couldn't tell me that some papers were produced. And... Uh, and I uh, uh, had to somehow find out. Then they told me uh, I had a court interdict for people coming into my yard two o'clock at night with some car, and they just parked there. And I, perchance, that paper was around, and I showed them, and they showed these people that they are supposed to be get out of my place. They for removal, mm. evicted. That was the order on my interdict. The point is this: that they were harassing me. And all because I made previous reports that they're not doing their work. They ignore you when you come to the police station. So that report made me known by everybody. So I said, fine, let me write down your names. That's the first thing I do. I write down the names of who entered my house. Mm. And uh, subsequently, I had to get a lawyer because I was told 
fingerprints taken there. I was taken from the supermarket, coming, we waiting on you. And subsequently, when I got my lawyer to say I must be in the court that middle of August last year, the report was there's nobody turning up at court, but I'm standing at court. Mm. So I wasted all that money. They ran away. Mm. I had to pay the lawyer the 1000 say 2000 and nothing came of it because they're not there. It was a false report that I, 74, I'm a retired person, beat up a one-month-old baby, and I don't know who's this baby. All wow. false reports. Everything was false. So I have no trust in any police station. It's Unless I know the police. I know some very kind ones at the same police station. They always help me. But there's always one or two that's mm. not right. And it was a woman that came to the supermarket to say, you are under arrest when I park next to her. I mm. said, what for? The same case I'm referring to. A false report was given in. Wow. And they ran away. Because that Nobody happens as well. Me. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that, Anonymous. And this is the unsafe um, uh, yeah, feeling. You don't feel safe yeah. around there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for this program. All right. Uh, we also have a, a, a an SMS. Looks like these raids are happening mostly in black houses. Haven't seen a raid in houses owned by Amangamla. I don't mean to be cynical, um, but these raids uh, seem to be rooted in racism on, or something else. Um, who the police IPID, uh, and and I guess the previous caller just you know indicated that this this can be true. So in terms of uh, racial um, profiles, do we know where exactly these happen mostly? So the, the race that we that we've actually just challenged, Crisalda, happened in the inner city of Joburg in from the thirtieth of June to the third of May, and all of them were happening to poor black households mm. um and 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 it and it is correct that of course in south africa policing is is racial mm. that black communities not only are the ones who are in most cases abused by the police but they're the ones who get no assistance when they need the police mm. uh there was a whole commission um in the western cape in kailicha about just showed about how regardless of the state of crime less resources were going to to black households um, than they were to, to, to white households. And contact details, where do we find Siri for those who would like to follow up on, on cases uh, where they felt, um, uh, you know, brutalized? So well, um, our, our, our telephone number is 011-356-5860 um, and we are available uh, as well on, on the internet. Um, you can email um, reception at seri-sa.org uh, or also go to our website, which is www.seri-sa.org. Thank you very much. That's Nomza Mozondo, uh, Social Economic Rights Institute Director at, of Litigation, uh, joining us to talk about police raids and brutality that civilians experience. Thank you for tuning in. Here's Nalibal.